This is the first in a four-part series on how I pray about hindrances when reading the Bible. I think it's just so crucial that when we come to the Bible, we realize that for the psalmists and for ourselves, there were enormous obstacles to reading the Bible with understanding and profit. And the Psalms teach us how to pray about those hindrances. But before we talk about the hindrances I have in mind, why does it matter? Five effects of God's Word. First, life. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. When we read the Bible, we are encountering the very, encountering the very words that give life. If we need life, we need the Word. Faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. So when we encounter the Word, we are making it possible for God, by His Word, to work faith through the Word in our hearts. And we need life, and we need faith. Hope. Whatever was written in former days, referring to the Old Testament, was written for our instruction that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Where does hope come from? It comes from what is written. It comes from the Scriptures. Joy. These things I have spoken to you, Jesus says, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. So he imparts his joy to us for our joy, the fullness of joy, by the things that he has spoken, which are now recorded in God's word. Fifth, fruitfulness. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night he is like a tree. So meditating on, on the law, the instruction of God, day and night, causes him to become like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So fruitfulness and joy and hope and faith and life Few things could be more important for us than these things, and they all come as effects of the Word of God. So that's why it matters. Now the question is, when we go to read the Bible, and we ought to read it every day, because it says he meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. We ought to read it every day, and when we go to the Word, we find hindrances. And here's my strategy for praying against those hindrances. And I'm able to remember it, and I hope you're able to remember it, by the little acronym IOUS, IOUs, so easy to remember, IOUs. And those four letters stand for these four prayers. And all of them come from the Psalms. 
you see. And what's so encouraging is that the psalmists, and we, we usually think that the biblical saints were so far ahead of us, and they didn't have any hindrances when they read the Bible. <laughs> think again. So let me summarize them, and then we'll just talk for a moment about this one. I pray first, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to getting gain, because the greatest hindrance, I suppose, is we just don't want to read the Bible, right? And he said, God caused me to want to read it. I, oh, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. If we do have a heart to read it, we might read it and we're just blank. We don't see anything wonderful. And so we pray, oh God, open the eyes of my heart so that when there are glories in this text, I see glory. You Unite my heart to fear your name. One of the great obstacles when we start wanting to read and we begin to see things is that we're so fragmented and distracted. Our hearts are going in a hundred directions, right? We're thinking about breakfast and we're thinking about money. And we're thinking about the kids and we're thinking about our health. And we can't even focus because our heart's being pulled apart. And this is unite my heart. And lastly, satisfy me. So the hindrance of not wanting to read the Bible, the hindrance of not seeing anything when I read the Bible, the hindrance of being so distracted and fragmented, and now the hindrance is, I've, I've, I've got it, I've done all this, and I don't feel anything. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad in you all our days. So those are the four prayers that I pray virtually every time I come to the Scriptures we're going to take one in each session, and we'll just take a few more minutes on this I. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. This is a prayer that God would exert divine influence to cause me to want what I don't want, right? So I picture it like this. So here's the heart. And my uh, will and delight is like a one of the like a metro, metronome, you know, that goes tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, and can lean this way or lean this way. Over here is uh, love the word. Oh, I want to read the word. And over here is not love the word. I don't want to read the word. And our hearts are often going in this direction. So what's the remedy? We pray. Oh, God, exert your power and push my will, push it, push it, push it, so that it leans, it inclines to loving your word. Now, I don't know if you view the will that way, but the Bible does. Your will is governed ultimately by God, and you can ask him, Oh, God, cause my will to lean towards the love of the Word of God. Here's another example from Psalm 119, 112. Incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. So he's praying again. Lord, lean my heart, tilt my heart, push my heart so that I want to perform your statutes. And one of those statutes is meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Or here's the prayer from First Kings, beautiful prayer with the same kind of 
plea for inclination, the Lord our God be with us. As he was with our fathers, may he not leave us or forsake us. Why? So that, that he may incline our hearts to him. Isn't that an amazing view of the Christian life? We need God to incline us to him every day. If you think that your faith and your security and your hope and your joy and your fruitfulness is resident in your will without God's inclining your will, you don't understand your own sinfulness. I desperately need for God to answer this prayer every day because my heart moves in sinful directions and I need God pushing against those sinful directions. So incline our hearts to him, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. One more text. Remember back here, we not only prayed, incline my heart to your testimonies, make me love and want the Bible, but don't incline my heart to selfish gain. Don't let money be the real inclination, desire of my heart. Cause the Word of God, not money, not gain, to be my desire. Cause that. And here we have Psalm 141.4. Do not let my heart incline to any evil. So this is just the reverse, the, the flip side of pleading for an inclination for God's word and God's ways. Don't let my heart incline to any evil to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with the men who work iniquity. So, I-O-U-S, as we pray about hindrances when reading the Bible. Four hindrances. I don't want to read the Bible. I don't see anything when I read the Bible. I'm too fragmented and distracted when I read the Bible. I don't have any feelings when I see things in the Bible. Those are the great hindrances. They were all experienced by the psalmists, and he taught us how to fight them. And the first battle is inclination. So when you go to the Word of God, plead, God, here's my heart. You know it. I'm not going to hide it from you. I would rather be eating breakfast right now. I would rather be reading the newspaper. I'd rather be searching the internet. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you change my heart? Would you grant me to be inclined with desire and commitment to reading your word?